What's up guys, welcome to the channel, it's FPL Korea coming to you live with the team selection episode for Gaming 27. So in this episode, I will be taking you through what my team will be shaping like for Gaming 27 as well as my transfer plans for this gaming as well as the next two gamings. Critically important to be planning ahead, especially during this very busy time of the season. So let's jump straight into today's episode. So reflecting on Gaming 26, quite a difficult gaming. If I'm being completely honest, it was quite a difficult week. Not the greatest of gamings for myself, but knowing that a lot of people took four point hits eight point hits just to make a starting eleven. i'm not too concerned over my overall rank with a red arrow for this gaming that is passed by so looking at the transfer plans for gaming 27 my plan is to take out matt turner who hasn't been part of the first team for nottingham forest and replace him with Neto from bournemouth bournemouth face burnley in gaming 27 and then have a double gaming against Sheffield United and Luton Town. So three brilliant fixtures to work with in the short term. So I'm backing Neto to do well for some clean sheets. And moving then into the starting eleven for this gaming. As I just stated with Neto, he is jumping straight into my starting eleven. I'm dropping Dubravka. And the reason for this is just because of the lack of trust in Dubravka as well as the fact that the fixture for Bournemouth looks a lot more likely to present a clean sheet for Bournemouth than it does look like a clean sheet for Newcastle who have really the worst defence in the league at the minute, probably worse than Sheffield United. So Dubravka is another player that I am looking to move on in the near future but for now he will stay in my team and Neto is now the new number one for my FPL team. Moving into the defense, it's Gabriel Branthwaite and Van Hacker. Gabriel up against Sheffield United. He was quite unlucky not to walk away with any sort of returns after his headed attempt against Newcastle. But such is the game of FPL that there will be more opportunities for Gabriel and for any other player to do well. So I am backing Gabriel to do well against Sheffield United. Definitely a good opportunity for a clean sheet and hopefully he can put the cherry on the cake with a goal or an assist. With Branthwaite, he faces West Ham. Am I confident that there is a good potential that a clean sheet can be held by Everton against West Ham? Yes. Yes, I do. Even though Bowen did score a hat-trick in his last match, even though Paqueta is back, even though Mohamed Kudus is now part of the West Ham setup again, I still believe that it will be very, very difficult for West Ham to breach Everton's defense, especially at Goodison Park. There is not an easy fixture whatsoever. So I do think there's a good opportunity that this could be a low scoring match and good possibility that Branthwaite could keep a clean sheet. With Van Ecker, he faces Fulham, there is a good potential for a clean sheet, but 
the form of Muniz does suggest otherwise. But I'm still backing Fineca. On paper, this looks like a very good fixture. And looking at my other two defenders in Gusto and Taylor. Taylor faces Bournemouth. Burnley are just looking completely shattered of any sort of confidence. So I don't see them keeping a clean sheet. Nor do I see Chelsea keeping a clean sheet. Losing the Carabao Cup final. Having to edge out Leeds in the dying seconds of their FA Cup tie. I can only see a Chelsea loss this weekend. And I can definitely see Tony being the main man in the fixture. So I can't see Chelsea keeping a clean sheet whatsoever. Which is why my defense for this gaming is Gabriel, Brantwaite and Faneca. Looking at the midfield, it's a four-man midfield. No longer a three-man midfield from game 26 and... The new addition to the side is Richarlison who is returning back to Premier League action after Spurs had a blank game week last game. So he faces Crystal Palace. That looks like a very enticing fixture. A lot of people are targeting Roomin Son when I actually think you can cover those points with Richarlison. He is playing as the number 9 for Spurs and the form that he has been in, it only suggests that he should be Spurs' main number 9 from now till the end of the season. So I do think if you want a Spurs attacker, Richarlison is actually the man to go for. Obviously, Son has the security because you know the quality of player that you're working with. But I think Richarlison can match up with Son's points from now till the end of the season. So I'm backing the Brazilian to do well from now right up until the end of the season. The other three midfielders in this side is Pedro Neto, De Bruyne and Mausala Neto. Unfortunately, couldn't get any attacking returns against Sheffield United. Quite disappointing, but I'm still backing him to do well. Wang Hichan did pick up an injury in the FA Cup tie between Wolves and Brighton, so that just increases the appeal of Neto as that one attacking option now, really, that Wolves are going to rely on. So I think... Neto looks like a very good option right now. Looking at De Bruyne and the absolutely ridiculous partnership that he has with Erling Haaland. So many players are removing Kevin De Bruyne ahead of Manchester United who have absolutely no defensive credibility whatsoever this season. And looking at the way Haaland and De Bruyne combined midweek against Luton Town. Imagine what they will do at the Etihad Stadium in a title race against their local rivals. I can only see City winning this game quite easily. The fact that there's no Luke Shaw, there's no Harry Maguire, there's no Lisandro Martinez, there's no leadership in that defense. So it's going to be a very, very tough game for Man United's players and I can definitely see De Bruyne starting and doing extremely well in this fixture. Looking at Maul Salah, he is flagged and he still hasn't been pictured in any sort of footballing action since his cameo against Brentford. Now that was quite a while back in terms of the footballing world and so I am concerned whether he will play or not against Nottingham Forest. Wishful thinking is that he will be finally part of the team and finally get some minutes again after that Brentford match. So I am hoping that he can participate in that game. But if he isn't available, I do have Jeremy Doku sat on my bench as my first sub 
who does also play Manchester United and if I'm backing De Bruyne to do well, I'm definitely backing Toku and Haaland as well. So talking about Erling Haaland, he's obviously facing Manchester United. He has a brilliant record against Manchester United ever since moving to Manchester City. He loves the Manchester derby, doesn't shy away from a goal against the local rivals. So I can definitely see him doing extremely well in this fixture, which is why he is my captain for Game Week 27. Alongside Erling Haaland, he is going to be Ollie Watkins and Dominic Solanke. Ollie Watkins faces Luton Town. Luton Town, for majority of this season, have been quite strong at home. But the last couple of results are showing that they are slightly vulnerable when playing at home because they are expected to attack more. I mean, and teams are starting to catch them up. So I definitely see a good opportunity for Watkins to do well in this fixture. He could be a rogue move for captaincy. So I definitely think he's a good option. Looking at Solanke, he's the most bought player for this game as it stands. And rightly so. The only issue is, is that he has a potential knee injury. So whether he will be out for this fixture or not, it's unclear. Andoni Iriola does hope that he could be available for the weekend's game. So hopefully he is fit and available. And so he will make my vice-captain if he is fit and available for game in 27. If not, then Jeremy Doku automatically jumps straight into the starting 11. So that is my team for game in 27. Looking at the best captaincy options for game in 27, I just mentioned Erling Haaland is a great option. He has a brilliant record against Manchester United. Watkins also, I think, has an outside chance to be a decent shot for captaincy. We have Dominic Solanke. He is flagged, though, but against Burnley, that looks like a good fixture. And if he is cleared, fit and available, then he's definitely a very good option for captaincy. But you also have Bukayo Saka, the man in form right now in the Premier League. He has been scoring goals for fun of late. And they score in five consecutive matches now in the Premier League. Faces Sheffield United, beaten to a pulp throughout the season, and will probably suffer a few more defeats like they have against the likes of Newcastle and Brighton. So I can definitely see Arsenal and Saka doing well this game week as well. So those are your best options for captaincy for game week 27. And so that is the end of today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to follow the channel and drop that 5-star rating because it really helps the channel out. And I'll see you guys next time when we prepare for Double Game Week 28.